Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. This is TJ Morris with American Communications Online and TJ Morris ET Radio and Aquarian Radio syndicating together tonight on Friday. It is May 8th, 2020, and we are so happy to be syndicating a friend of ours that uh, is in our metaphysical, spiritual, paranormal community that I hope you guys will like to meet. I know I'm excited about it. I've never really talked to him except right before this on the planet, so welcome aboard. As I said, all you ground troops spinning around smartly. We have uh, learned to work together in social networking in these trying times on the planet, and I have asked uh, my BFF forever in more lives than this one to join me tonight because she happened to have met the gentleman, I think it's serendipity, synchronicities, uh, that Jim Graypeck and I have been apparent uh, friends in social media, at least that I can find on LinkedIn, since January 2017. Now, let me tell you a little about Jim Graypeck. And Janet might want to add more because she's known him longer than I have. She actually met the man. Jim's training in physics, metaphysics, communications, business, health, and the arts all come together in the pavilion with a BS from the Newhouse School in Syracuse and a master's from Cornell's SC, I guess Johnson College of Business Hotel School. Jim's career life and leadership Highlights include notable success in the fields of hospitality, healthcare, fitness, and filmmaking. Jim ran the fine dining at the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts and founded a successful national press building based production company that ran for over 20 plus profitable years. Jim wrote, produced, and directed one of the Discovery Channel's highest rated specials. Secrets of the Warrior's Power. He holds two black belts in Asian martial arts. He is board certified health practitioner in biofeedback. He enjoys cooking, playing a guitar, and motorsports. Now, he is much more than that as an entrepreneur and a director of a nonprofit, but Janet Careless in Hawaii is uh, a friend of mine that I met in Hawaii and my spiritual path. And uh, we were both in the spiritual center, your spiritual center. And uh, she came to one of my Ascension Psychic Network uh, affairs. And so she goes to these affairs. She's always loved events and being a part of people. She's a great social networker. And my friend, uh, since 94, we're writing a book together. And uh, she's been with me in radio as my co-host and me hers for going on eight years, June 6th. Let me get her on here and let me let her tell you about her idea of meeting uh, Jim Graypeck. And I think they were Sitchinites, or at least authors together. Janet Carolesson, can you hear me now? Hi. Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Teresa. 
Uh, yeah, Jim and I met, uh, I believe it was in 2005 in Florida at one of the uh, Zechariah Sitchin events. And uh, Zechariah has since passed in 2010. And I really don't remember too much about it. But I, and uh, Jim, if that's not correct, uh, please uh, correct me. But that's when I think we met. But um, this is the first real conversation that I will be having with Jim since that. So it's a long time ago, 15 years ago. So um, I would like to get right to the meat of it because uh, we've got a lot to cover and two hours goes really fast. And I'm not sure if we're going to make two hours tonight, but let's see. Um, Jim. Hi, welcome. Well, would you like to introduce yourself? And I'll—he's uh, on mute. But yeah. tell us about you and Hawaii yeah. real quick, and I'll pull him on, and we'll let him take the show and all of that. But tell people about you, Janet. You've had a lot to do in Hawaii that Jim may not know of. Fifteen years is a long time because I know you want this is okay. about him and his show. Tell people about you. Right. Um, basically, I'm living over here in Maui, Hawaii, with my wonderful husband, Dr. Sa- Sasha Alex Lesson, and uh, we are uh, researchers and interviewers. We have Aquarian Radio, and we uh, do do three, two, three, four shows a week. And now we're uh, expanding into getting interviewed by other people even more. I have a an agent now booking me, and uh, we're also counselors, uh, authors. Uh, we've written about 10 books. We have five on the Anunnaki. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on me, but then we're doing relationship counseling and spiritual growth counseling. So uh, my husband has a Ph.D. in anthropology and uh, counseling psychology, and I met him 20, was it 20, almost 24 years ago. And we fell in love and moved in together and got married. So we've been working in a counseling practice for many, many years and done workshops and speaking at conferences like, contact in the desert and have a fun we're having a fun fun life together so but i don't want to spend a lot of time on me because i know jim uh i spoke with him briefly and, and he, i'm not sure we can be able to go through the whole show so let's without further ado bring on jim Graypeck. let him tell us about himself okay all right jim Graypeck, you're live and on the air <laughs> hi jim well, Yay. that's a great. Who's that? That's a great introduction. Who's that guy? I want to meet him. <laughs> that's that's a uh, <laughs> no, I was saying. Uh, yeah, I, I had some. Anyway, some fish earlier, like I wolfed down for dinner. So hopefully, it's my stomach's a little funny, but we'll we'll give oh, it a I'll, shot here. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Okay. So what? Yeah, big yeah, so what you can uh, be. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yes, it was either Florida or Arizona or just somewhere around there. I agree with uh, Zachariah. I, I'm Pitchin. not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it was well, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Arizona. Were you and, the one, uh, uh, the first certification program in New Mexico? Maybe, yeah. With uh, with. Um, uh, Cody and Robin Johnson, they were the Prophets Conference people. Was that the one? And they made Sounds a documentary familiar. I'm, I'm not, I think I, my memory isn't, I don't I hold know. on to some of that stuff. So, yeah, sounds kind of Yeah, familiar. I don't either. Okay, not, it's not. Important. Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, interesting times, huh? Pretty crazy. I guess we should have expected it. As I was saying earlier, we had a brief conversation that, um, 
I have a, I like to, I guess I've always had a foot in both camps. You know, on one side, it's funny, I mean, seeing uh, UFOs as a kid, a teenager in front of me, pretty close, and thinking nothing of it other than, oh, cool, you know, I guess this technology exists. And uh, that's what actually got me to go into physics, because I thought I can help, you know, discover that stuff. And then I remember going to later in life, I'm at a Smithsonian, uh, I'm here in Washington, and the Smithsonian has a cool program called the Resident Associates Program. So you could, you know, as a, someone local, it's nice because you can go down and they have lectures all the time. And there happened to be one about warp drive, you know, the future warp drive and stuff. And I thought, cool, I'm, I'm you know, so I went down to that. And I got to say, I was, I was really not just disappointed, I was angry because the speaker said there will never be warp drive it's totally impossible because the energy you need to overcome the mass and yada, yada, yada. So he was basically just saying, can't happen, doesn't exist. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, isn't science supposed to be about here we are today, but there's things we still haven't discovered, you know? Isn't that what it's about? We're supposed to be always learning and growing. This guy just shut everybody off. Any of these Younger people in there that were really thinking about maybe careers in aerospace or something, this guy just, you just turned them off. I know, just got to stick with it, you know, jets and airplanes or whatever. So, um, yeah, and and we know that's not true. Actually, I filmed a a, uh, talk by Hal Putoff, which uh, I think you guys know. Yeah, Yeah, a Uh couple of weeks ago, really, uh, talking about, to the Stars Academy, what's going on, remote viewing. I mean, it covered a whole lot of things. And, um, and he said, actually, there's a, I think it was a French physicist. But with Einstein's uh, uh, relativity equations, not special relativity, but general relativity, you can have warp drive. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. So they have that. I mean, these guys are working on it. I think you and I, you know, most of a lot of us know, yeah. obviously, they're already doing this stuff. But so well, let me interject that something about that before yeah. I, I just because it's very relevant right here. When we're talking. Uh, I have this mm-hmm. guest coming on named Dan Cooper, and he's on the 31st, and he's already working on the patents for um, warp drive because he's. I don't know if you're familiar with the 20 and back program that the whistleblowers are talking yes. about. Sure. So he was in the he's been in the secret space program, and um, anyway he uh, he already has stuff going, but he's also uh, identified what the government has. So I think with um, the what is that new branch of the of the, of the service, the space program, the one that you know, Trump announced, space force, space force, the space yeah. force, yes. So and then I've had Dan Cooper last three or four years, and he's been talking about what you know he's going to bring to the surface so we did about four or five shows and he said oh guess what the government's going ahead and they're putting patents in in place which are searchable and you can access them so he's going to talk all about that on the 31st but i think that it all well i know it already exists because of all the whistleblowers and, and the experiencers and contactees that i talked to but he says uh no they're they're starting to make it um you know yeah, public. All these so patents. i think there's going to be something with mm-hmm Yes, go ahead. I, I have I have some of them upstairs, the ones that are public. I got from a friend 
who's a consultant and aerospace engineer, and he was very surprised to see public patents on anti-gravity and different types of thrust and so on and nuclear fission, uh, uh, fusion, I'm sorry, fusion. Uh, and But I think, you know, as we talked about, look, a lot of people don't know about this or don't maybe don't care. It doesn't matter. Look, but a lot of the technology we have and where we're going to be going uh, is going to change rapidly. My understanding in the next couple of years, and that's what Hal was Hal was hinting at. Not only that, and this is kind of off topic because I didn't come on a plan to talk about this, but um, they are. He is. He's gotten like the go ahead from the government or Pentagon or whoever the some of the you know muckety-mucks are, to start putting out information on other life forms. I thought that was really interesting. And and I'm talking about not just um, corporeal life forms, like physical, like you and I, or us, but but, um, uh, non-physical life forms, uh, which goes back, of course, in our own history, everywhere from possessions in the church, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And that probably today a lot of people think is nonsense, but uh, a lot of us know it's absolutely true. I work with patients. I sometimes have to pull out entities or possessions mm-hmm. that they have that are actually carrying a disease or, or responsible for their symptoms. And personally, I can't wait till the world, uh, till medicine, you know, we, we wake up everybody and, and have a, a new system where imagine, and there was a, uh, an, uh, a psychologist, PhD author, Edith Fiore, who wrote a book called The oh, Unquiet, Dead. Unquiet Dead. Yeah. And she found through hypnosis and regression that sometimes she wasn't talking to her patient. She was talking to somebody that, like a ghost, you know, an earthbound spirit, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, that maybe hooked into this person while they were in a hospital setting or I don't know, would go drink too much or whatever it might be. And when she was able to help them clear this ghost out, say, you know, shoo, go home, um, the person who perhaps had, and in one case they had uh, kidney problems, they all went away kidney disease. As soon as the ghost was gone, the kidney disease was fine. It resolved itself. Whoa. So, yeah, that's a lot easier and cheaper than having to go through surgery and medication <laughs> and having a miserable life, right? <laughs> right, so, right. Look, you know, it's worth a shot. And it's no, of course, it's not everybody, but it definitely in my, uh, so I work with a type of biofeedback and, and we'll get into that later. I just give well, you a quick story. Well, that's interesting that you I said have, that. I, yeah. I, no, that's great. Let me just add to that. Uh, we've been mm-hmm. working with people that have, been, have possessions or attachments for years um, uh, Dr. Lesson studied with uh, Bill Baldwin, who uh, specialized in uh, exorcisms. It's a form of exorcism. It's not the Catholic one that the priests do, but it's a form of exorcism. So I've been a you know, part of many of these sessions where we're sending sure. them back into the light to from what, go back from whence you came from. And, and it's a fascinating process when you see people uh, letting go of that attachment, you know, the whole face change or demeanor change it's like they're shape-shifting and they they go back to who they really are because when we meet them as a, a therapist we're getting the person that's possessed right and they may not always know they're possessed right 
um, they won't they don't think or symbolize in that way. But Dr. Lesson will be doing you know just regular. They came in for smoking or whatever it is, right? And and mm-hmm. somehow he can identify when the attachment starts to come through, and then he starts. Um, uh, he says, uh, speak through, you know, so-and-so, Carol or whatever our client is, without taking her over. Just allow um, this uh, entity to speak through you. Use your voice, but you're not to take over her. And, you know, here comes another voice. And, and it's like when the voice comes through, the face kind of overlays over the the, um, the client's face. So this other face kind of overlays over it. It's fascinating. And I, I didn't know it until I met Dr. Lesson, but I think, so I'd say we've done about – 40 or 50 of those over the past 25 years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually, yeah. I was going to say, back to you. I have an invisible talking stick, so I'm giving you back the talking Uh, stick. Take it away. um, I think it's important for the audience, for people in general today, to know that this this isn't hocus pocus. This is science. This is physics. It's, It's the latest understandings of our universe are energy. I mean, everything is energy. So we are energy. We happen to have a body, but that body is even energy. It's all a kind of a trick of our senses. So these beings without bodies, because like when you sleep and you dream and you travel around perhaps, I mean, there's different ways or ghosts or, or other, other real beings, you know, other, other, um, mm-hmm other civilizations or worlds, because apparently they are out there. I think it's something that as we move forward and our understandings, this is what how Dr. Putoff was talking about, getting the regular, the general population more comfortable with this, more uh, to understand it better, which is good. Because, I mean, he's like one of the top scientists in, you know, uh, in the country associated with all of these, you know, I mean, government projects. So you can't get any more mainstream, really, than than him. And when really? I heard that, because uh, you hear about jinn beings, right? The jinn. It's guess I guess more. Oh in, yeah, uh, the, the jinns. Yeah. Quran or whatever okay. these little jinksters or or genies. I mean, that's where the word genie comes from. Jinn right. beings. So it's also the nature spirits, the divas. They live in the earth with us. And there's a way that we can not just, I mean, uh, well, to communicate with them. You know, these are some of our prayers. We want to call them angels or helpers or family on the other side. Um, there, there is sufficient proof that this all exists. Though, unfortunately, you know, in, our, in, in the world we've been living in, which is very focused on materialism and money and profits and so on, I mean, nothing wrong with profits, but if things are not handled properly, shall we say, you know, there's no integrity, well, that's a problem, Mm -hmm. Uh, which we see today with this whole COVID experience. Uh, One last point. I want to talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll get to that. Go ahead. Yeah, one last thing on the um, possessions, for example, because I have a very real world uh, example. I work... um, I was part-time with a medical practice in Washington, and we had a integrative medical practice. We had a, a woman come in who's a nurse, and she had seen, you know, all kinds of doctors everywhere. She came down from New York, and apparently 
she had all kinds of weird problems. And she was like 35. Uh, and the doctors asked me to scan her uh, with my equipment. And because they said, we can't figure out what's wrong with her. I mean, she just shouldn't be sick. She shouldn't have these symptoms. So I did that. And the first thing that popped up on this equipment I use is, is it basically said there's another personality on board, another brainwave. <laughs> and um, wow. it came up in like three spots. And I, I asked her, I said, hey, uh, what do you do? And she said, I work for a nonprofit in New York City. I drive around to homeless shelters and I help take care of the homeless. Well, a lot of these homeless have left, you know, when the institutions, I think under Reagan or somebody, uh, basically yeah. opened up the institutions. A lot of these people now, the homeless people, are, 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 have mental illness. And because of these mental illnesses, they are susceptible or open to ghosts more easily. They got a lot of, that's why it seems like they have multiple personalities or who knows mm-hmm. what's going on sometimes. And she is getting, picking them up because she's going to help them. And they're thinking, oh, here's a nice woman, you know, and bingo, her guard is down and uh, she's got all these ghosts on board and she's exhibiting symptoms no one could make sense of. Uh, I couldn't tell her if she was my client, I would explain that to her. But at the medical practice, these guys could lose their license. So they couldn't say that. Mm -hmm. They just had to say, well, maybe, you know, check on this or that, whatever it was. Okay. My story. I'm oh, turning wow. over the well, that, <laughs> that was that interesting, was, though, right? Incredible. Yeah. Yes, it's great. Well, I, you know, and I've worked with uh, people on that level, and Dr. Lesson has as well. So, what you're saying is, is uh, totally true. And people let themselves open for possession when they do drugs, <laughs> when mm-hmm. they um, drink, right? Drink so they, a lot. There was a book. Yep. There was a book I read, and I can't remember the name of it. It's about 25, 30 years old, but it talked about how they jump in through your crown chakra. So you actually, when you do things like that, you open up your crown chakra, and these, these ghosts, these discarnates, are just waiting for the opportunity to come, uh, since they can't figure out how to get back into the birth cycle and be born again, they'll come in and possess people. So you have to really be careful about protection if you're opening up yourself up, especially some of these these drugs that are out well, there. You know the uh, yeah. Not I, don't, pages, I don't. I don't think. Are, yeah. I don't think we because, want to scare people. I don't want to scare people. Look, there are a lot of people that have uh, like ghosts on board. It could be your aunt Martha. You know, I mean, like when she passed and well, you loved her. And it's she's kind of with you. And it visiting can... you, but possessing you. See, that's the difference. So you can't open but, yourself right. I'm just to possession. Talking... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes they're benign. Right, and it's, it's right, kind right, of right. part, one of the clues, one of the clues, though, can be, you know, there's an expression like, wow, I'm really not feeling like myself today. <laughs> it might be true. Could be true. It's something to look at. That's all. Just be aware of that. You know, it's like a virus. Look, it's not bad. Just got to, like, bump them out. And today it's easy. There's not only equipment like I use can do that, but there are people that have skills uh-huh. like that. Right? So right. And you can, actually, you, you can actually forbid them to, for, from coming and taking you over. But if you're already taken over, it's hard to separate and, and you know, yeah, but, um, get Yeah, again, out. I, I guess I come at it from the, main, the mainstream. 
the the more you know general everyday person that really never gave this a thought, and uh-huh. and it's something that what? really we should be aware of because it can help them. It can help them. So so this brings me back to Dr. Prudolph. Is did since he's speaking about interdimensionals and you know of this kind, he yeah. probably mm-hmm. had some experience. Did he convey to you what he actually experienced? That he uh, has he had some interactions with. ETs and especially no, interdimensional. No, no, no. He's not allowed to tell us that. <laughs> okay, he's not allowed to tell us that. Well, no. both TJ and I have had experience with with ETs, and um, I I grew up uh, ghosts were all over my. I grew up in a haunted house, so I had to learn how to deal with them. Growing up, it seemed that was a portal, and and even now I ended up in Maui at the foothills of the West Maui Mountain, and this is where Kamehameha came through when he landed uh, in the 1800s and killed everybody. So this valley and Eau Valley are full of, it's like Skinwalker Ranch, right? They call them Nightwalker Ranch. Oh, it's like that. Yeah. I've got Nightwalkers all around my property, and I will have people come visit me, and they'll go, did you see that, or did you feel that? Or I woke up, and there was somebody uh, yeah, yeah, in my yeah. bed, and go, I go, yeah, I'm sorry, this place is haunted. <laughs> But even but, you know, um, even regular. How many? How many people? How many people uh, have just like when my grandmother passed, I saw her. You know, how many had that kind of experience? When my my mom passed, my uh, one of my daughters saw her standing at the end of the bed. That's pretty common, mm-hmm. I think. You know, to very have some common. Kind my of mom, both like my that. mom and dad came to me after they died, both of them. So, um, yeah, I think people don't talk about it because they don't want to be shamed. You know, yeah, but crazy. now, now we need, now we need to, yeah, yeah, I so. think. Right. So, TJ, did you have uh, something to add? And then we'll go back to Jim sharing his story. Are you on mute? Yeah, okay. I, y'all would get, have to give me a second to get off mute because now you put yourself on mute, oh. and I'll talk for a minute. <laughs> That's Janet's phone. It'll be off in a minute, folks. Yeah, hold yeah, on. Yeah, my husband. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tom, when he died, my husband, folks, uh, we had to deal with a lot of neuroscience and core concepts due to ghosts. He was actually seeing one of the friends that got killed over in Desert Storm with him at the last of his uh, years, and so he went to a psychiatrist at the veteran. And, of course, he and I were big veterans and helped in Ohio County with uh, uh, veterans associations, and that's a lot of how I got back into festivals and doing this radio show was due to him and my mother being authors. But he didn't write the stories that we wanted to hear because – he didn't want people to think he was crazy, but you can go back here on Blog Talk Radio and hear, because he was an astute CIA agent for President Reagan, and he he was an assassin, and so he had a lot of beings around him. But when he was dying, at the end, uh, the CIA came to see him as an agent, and that was verified by several people, including the hospital, but... He talked about his, he had lost his right leg, and... Uh, he was having not only seeing people but uh the ghost limbs uh at his core uh phantom limb syndrome so there's a lot to mm-hmm. do with neuroscience and studies of the brain and the complex brain neurons and i noticed that uh 
the things that we did with the government in intelligence work, in on investigations, a lot of that stuff came back to haunt him in and out of country. A lot of things that Jim doesn't know about my husband and I, but Jean, it does a little bit anyway, because we don't share because of intelligence. And people just don't have a reason to know or a need to know. But that's another reason I'm covered under paranormal tonight with both Jim and Janet. And integrative medicine, because now I suffer from a neurological uh, problem since I broke my uh, neck and have titanium in my neck. So uh, I'm working with a lot of people. And I would like to discuss further with Jim the intelligence behind the next generation in science and the future of metaphysics quantum physics and our new paradigm which has to do after the covid and i would janet asked me if we could mention something about that so somewhere in here well we don't have a format tonight because i'm just meeting jim for the first time so this is an informal meeting we have no agenda but this is just open conversation for between three metaphysicians so i'm going to turn it back over to janet and jim and go back on mute but yeah janet i think that that's interesting you are talking about go and neuroscience and the future and, uh, you know, paranormal. And we do deal with a lot of television shows, and there's going to be more in the future, folks, including with my Psychic Channel Network. So I'm going to turn it back over to Janet and Jim. But, Janet, you knew Tom, and you understand what I'm talking about. They're, they see ghosts I more so. I'm wondering. I'm, I'd like to just mention that I think that we all have the ability, we all have many abilities that inside the uh, – Matrix, I call it, in this 3D dimensional reality or the illusion, if you listen to some people. Uh, <laughs> and I do. I, I believe in many dimensions, many universes, and uh, I just really believe that helping the people I've helped, including my daughter, pass to the other side, that there is a care given by baby boomers in our age now to come back and be an extended part of society at 60 and above, folks. So this new next 20 years, you're going to see some amazing change. And I know Jim producing can help Janet and I in communication. So, uh, Jim, I think uh, tonight is yours. So any topics you want to talk about. But I thought I should mention about that phantom limbs goes with that ghost uh, scientifically. So I'm going to mute now. Thank you. Thank you. So back to you, okay. Jim, but I just want to say one more time that this is so important that Dr. Hal Pudoff is going into this. He's, he's bringing it into the mainstream, ETs and these interdimensionals and uh, ghosts and other yeah, things. There, so back to I, you. I was su- yeah, I was surprised, actually. Um, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of controversy about T, uh, TTSA, To the Stars Academy. Um, but at the same time, look, this guys he's certainly real, and he's been involved with these projects and programs and propulsion for many years. And uh, so all of that, he was explaining, going through some of that, which was okay. I mean, this, look, there are plenty of UFO researchers. We both, uh, you know, I've listened or filmed these people and so on. Um, but when he talked about changing the... Uh, like mindset of people by by producing books and programs to really uh, I guess either evidence based or strong enough that shows that there are other types of beings in the universe. Um, I think well, to me it's definitely 
a uh, you know a forerunner to what we should be expecting in the next few years. Uh, I suppose I can't think of any downside to that. Um, no. You know, unless there's a, some false flag they're planning, but I don't think that's going to happen. And we all know what's going on anyway. Well, no, enough of us. Um, <laughs> what else? But do we? Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I, I, I'm looking at your art, cognitive dissonance, and I, I, I can, mm. I'm kind of scanning it. You sent me an article for distribution, and I will put it up on my site, AquariumRadio.com, and then TJ will put it on her site. But, you know, there's all this... Um, conspiracy stuff and what's going on behind the scenes and then we've had our experiences and and sometimes we're in the loop and sometimes we're not at all um but what do you know about this uh covid what do you really know i mean there's all these stories and all these information disinformation but how do we prove any of this i think i think that um I, I've been I've been uh, doing programs on in health and science for a long time, and mm-hmm. I work with a number of people. I look. I used to believe that vaccines, like anybody else, were good for you. You know, they help get rid of polio and smallpox and so on and so forth. Yeah, until we've all been vaccinated. I yeah, until I didn't. And, and, until, years. Well. Until I was filming, uh, I was hired to to cover a conference where you had doctors, pediatricians, uh, scientists, PhDs, lawyers, all talking about the questionable safety of vaccines. Whereas vaccines, the concept might work, but with all of the stuff they're putting in, and now that the vaccine industry has no liability, it's like you can get a car. Remember, you know, everybody's suing, or Toyota with the... uh, Airbags that didn't work or the brakes failed and multi-million dollar suits. And it, it keeps them honest that, you know, if there's something like that, they fix it because otherwise they got to re they have to recall thousands of cars and so on. Mm-hmm. So, but there's nothing like that with vaccines. There is a actual, a separate court, the vaccine industry, like basically four pharmaceutical manufacturers got the Congress to pass a law that says, you guys get a free walk, a free ride. Um, and mm-hmm. if people die, that's just the way it goes. They actually set up it a court uh, with our, uh, that, that pays people out. It's not easy to get a payout there. But they paid out over $4 billion to uh, families and people that have been uh, harmed or killed because of vaccines. So clearly, and the, and the U.S. Supreme Court said they are unavoidably unsafe. So how there can be all of this media push that says they are safe and they're forcing it on our children is, is, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's just crazy. It's, 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 it's all uh, a scam, essentially. It's, it's media spin. And that's what I'm going to go back to COVID. That was my buildup because it's the mm-hmm. same people, the same people that are involved at the same pharmaceutical companies. It's the same money. Uh, you can look at what's in the news. Look, Trump said it. NIH and Fauci were funding the Wuhan lab, Wuhan lab, you know, the virology lab. And then you look at this new $1,000 a pill uh, cure. They're, they're ignoring all of the natural cures. Look, I've seen Alzheimer's cured, Ebola cured, easily, actually. 
and they're, they don't want this information to get out because it's going to knock out a you know trillion dollar industry. And I, right. I suppose so that's, as long as right? you monetize medicine, health, and wellness, as long as it's monetized, there's no incentive to actually find cures. It's all about monetizing. Mm-hmm. It's all about profit. So that's why we have to have universal health care to to stop monetizing. You know, it's basically our lives. You're monetizing our lives, <laughs> and then they they go to a point when you run out of insurance. It's like okay, time to shut them off and and power them out and and let, let them die. So let me ask you about vaccines because there's a new thing um, on um, antibodies. Uh, they use the antibodies of the people that have already gone through COVID, and they're um, genetically engineering them or cloning them so they can inject you with the antibodies. And that's what's behind vaccines, if I'm understanding this correctly. It, you end up putting you – you need to develop antibodies to the virus. And so that's what yes. – some kind of system of developing antibodies for the virus, correct? Yeah, okay. So is this new technology that they're going down – because they think they can have it by August. And the, the normal vaccine takes about 18 months. So First of what do you all, think of this, this uh, is, technology they're I talking think about? A, I think it's. Uh, I think they're trying to scam us, basically. Sorry, if anybody's looking for this. No, that's okay. Because uh, you're you're following what, the money. What do they get out of the scam? So they're getting rich. They're getting rich. I mean, first of all, uh, the patents. Uh, you know, Gates Foundation, WHO, they share these patents. So that's billions of dollars with the pharmaceutical companies. The second thing is. Uh, there's a program called ID2020. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Where no, I'm actually not. Okay. Well, they want to make sure that part of this whole vaccine, well, before you get to that, vaccines might be fine, except when you look at the ingredients on a vaccine, you read the insert. It lists about 60 diseases that could be side effects, and they have to list them because they are possible side effects and uh they have to show it, even for the vaccine court, it was on the insert. Look, you, my daughter, and this just is coincidence, because uh, uh-huh. after, after we divorced, we didn't want our kids. Well, when we're married, um, uh, we, had, we got our kids a, a, an exemption, a religious exemption from vaccines. Uh-huh. And for some reason, right. my ex, ex wanted to, God bless her, she wanted to you know, take care of our daughter and thought that... that um, a meningitis shot for school or something when she was like, I think 10 would be helpful. And I, I said, I don't, I don't know why you think that. I don't think it's a good idea, but she went ahead and got it anyway. Well, on the vaccine insert, it does say a possible side effect is diabetes. And two weeks Ooh. later, our, our daughter collapsed, hospitalized, her pancreas stopped working. And one of the doctors, and actually it was in Denmark, maybe they're a little more open to being realistic about what's causing things. He said, I think it was the vaccine you got. So Uh, this is, you know, it's very possible and we need to be informed about the possible uh, uh, problems, you know, that that can happen, uh, adverse effects. The well, I don't thing even is, use pharmaceuticals, you, so I, I don't believe in vaccines. And, but when we're children, well, in order to go to school, we they, were vaccinated. Yeah. You know, they, they, they put in mercury and some of them, most of the mercury's out because they know it's a neurotoxin. 
or we know it's a neurotoxin, but now aluminum adjuvants, they're supposed to help make it work better. Well, aluminum's a neurotoxin also. And when people compare it to, oh, we get aluminum in our food all the time, or if you're cooking with aluminum pan or something, well, that's not good, but mm-hmm. we're not, at least that's not injecting it into your directly mm-hmm. intramuscularly into, you know, that's a different story. Then it can cross the blood brain barrier. And we also have antifreeze like glycol and formaldehyde in these vaccines. I mean, you wouldn't right. drink this stuff. Why do you want to shoot it into your body or your kids? But look, so let's, let's cut to the been, chase then. Well, vaccines no. are, are generally not to be trusted. And I haven't had it, but I got the last one 25 years ago. Naively, I thought I'll get a flu vaccine. But what do we do with this <laughs> pandemic? They say, these things have been around since the Anunnaki had their wars, and they used to use biochemical warfare against the two, you know, the factions, right? So that, that's the mm-hmm. story behind Pandora's box. And then a lot of this stuff is in the soil. We go in and we start digging up the, the ancient jungles, and we eat strange animals, and it just comes back. So they, they apparently exist. I, I don't know if they're out making new ones or if they're activating old ones or they're bio. I mean, probably they're engineering them as weapons because, this, what ex- you know, these uh, viruses have always been ex- weaponized. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That's what they funded. Yeah. To get them weaponized. And but, this goes back to the Anunnaki. So we're talking about yeah. thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years ago. So probably in the, if you go to the, to the gla- you know, the galactic wars or the intergalactic wars, the, these well, things have been around it. and they're in, in space. Yeah. Yeah, what's, so what well, what's kind it? of fun, Jan- Janet, if you just, for one quick bit of history, mm-hmm. I have seen documents from the uh, uh, when, 1500s, I think, whenever the bubonic plague, you know, ravaged right. Europe, there were descriptions people had, like memoirs and journals, that they said before that happened, there were, looked like people wearing ga- suits. They didn't know what gas masks were, but they basically described... Right. People in hazmat suits with sprayers going through the town the night before. Now that's pretty odd. And that's isn't it? probably <laughs> behind the Grim Reaper, the, the image of the Grim yes. Reaper. Exactly. The exactly. Suit to go through town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, so what was your other question? So vaccines, yeah, I mean, all of this is. I'm, um, I'm looking for if, if we can't yeah. use vaccines because we can't trust the source. I don't know if there's such a well, thing as a vaccine that isn't full of all this crap, but if the intent no. was to really actually cure no. something, but our, our, our government and our world is so corrupt, there's no longer that. And then we have whatever's going on. The predictions are that we're going to be, by, by June, we're going to have 3,000 people a day. It's either affected or dead or something. And that's going to be no, Janet, Janet, look, all, the, all these numbers have been story. way down. These are stories. Yeah, the stories. It's be way up. There's no, there's no well, way to prove it one look, way or the other. Uh, I mean, I'm saying well, when, if you want to really prove it, there's no way to prove it. We just have whatever the, the powers that be or, or everything that's out there yeah. is out there because the powers that be want sure. If they didn't want something like this conversation today, they would they would interrupt us, right? So yeah, yeah. Or, way, or this will be, pull, be pulled off of you know, right. YouTube or something. No, I get it. Right. So everything's um, out there. It serves their purposes to some level, even the discussion about it. So well, for, for people looking, people looking this. for the truth. Yeah, people looking for truth. Um, 
the four, there are basically four companies. Let me just finish on the vaccines for you. Four yeah, companies mm-hmm. that produce, that manufacture vaccines in the world. Um, they are the, and there's a great documentary. You might have to go to band.video to find it. It still might be on YouTube. Doctor, uh, not doctor, I'm sorry. Robert Kennedy, you know, Robert Kennedy, yeah. uh, who is head Robert. of the Children, Children's Health Foundation, I think. Uh, did a two-hour interview talking about some of the points I'm sharing with you. And look, this is this guy's as credible, mainstream, politically connected as you can get. So I'm not saying anything new. I'm you look, okay. Listen to him and look look at this data. It's actually it's a great interview um, because he said they're killing all, all, all our children. I mean, this is absurd. It's insane with the CDC and this uh, – um, what, what's happening here. So there are four, basically four companies that make these vaccines. All four of them, uh, these are the largest, actually the pharmaceutical industry is the largest defrauder of the federal government. That means every year they're paying billions in criminal fines. So they, from killing people, from misleading people, uh, especially these vaccine manufacturers, uh, I, I don't remember what the figure, he put it in the billions just last year for fraud. So, yeah, would you trust? I mean, you wouldn't want to do business with these people. I wouldn't. Do I want to take mm-hmm. something, whether it's a pill or an injection that I get from a company I don't trust? And Gallup, Gallup polls show that the pharmaceutical industry is the least trusted industry in America. So, I mean, that right. kind of sums it up for me, you know, and the rest is uh, dressing. I, I, but I look, there's cures. There's cures for there's cures for COVID now. It's it's not dangerous for most people. It's like the flu. Like like they said, look, if you're healthy, you get around. A lot of people it spreads through the air. We have germs. You know, Pasteur's germ theory, which the whole medical industry is based on, because you can have a vaccine or a pill for every germ out there, and that's a great way to make money. But the fact is, Pasteur's like rival at the time, or his, his colleague, let's say, competitive colleague, uh, Antoine Beauchamp, said, no, it's not the germs. We have germs inside of us all the time. It's, it's when our body, when the pH, when we don't eat well or we don't get enough sleep or something, our body's pH changes. That's like your acidity, alkalinity. And then it's you become, the, the germs already inside of you start to grow, and if there are germs outside of you, COVID, flu, influenza, tetanus, whatever it is, they will, uh, you know, they can add on and affect that. But for the most part, it's taking care of your body and your immune system, which is incredibly smart and miraculous. And if you just take care of yourself, you don't have to worry about these things. You're, you know, your well, let me ask you something killed. about that. Yeah. Let me ask you something about that. Because yeah. when I was a child, and you were, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 66. And when I was born in the 50s, the food uh-huh. was pretty pure. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like, our food has changed. And you can tell because of, our Americans are fat and we're fat people. And, and it's like you can eat the same foods you've eaten all your life, but you're, you're gonna, things are going to happen. So th- what's going into our foods, and it's being changed and modified by, you know, whatever's going on in the air, water, soil, you know. So food isn't the same. 
So it's really so hard it's, yep. to eat mm-hmm. healthy to support this, this um, you know, process, this natural process within our bodies that should be able to take care well, of everything. I, I have answers that, for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll go into that. What? How do you eat healthy? Unless you're growing it in your own land, but I I don't even know if what I grow here in in Maui, which is probably pretty pure, um, it's going to be unpolluted because they had GMOs here and they were spreading it all over into the air. So how do you have yeah, how do you I th- actually get healthy food? I mean, you're right, but I I think look if my my gut tells me, and uh, you know there are probably some studies I've read. If you, as much as you can, eat organic food. There's a group online called the Envir- Environmental Working Group, ewg.org. They have a great list of like the safest, safest fruits and vegetables, and the most dangerous ones. If you can't find organic foods, what you can, you know, what you can feel better about, what you should avoid, or what you might want to avoid. I'm also working with the for the pavilion with a group because I want pavilions that are, I hope, I see them around the country, around the world, kind of these next generation community centers. Part of that's going to be, we will have greenhouses. I have been working with some of the, I think somebody here, an entrepreneur in the Virginia area that has developed an incredible, it even blows away hydroponics growing system where you have tomatoes that are organic and instead of a plant producing like normally 15 pounds of tomatoes, they're getting 100 pounds of tomatoes out of a plant. I heard I mean, tomatoes really, aren't good to eat. Uh, See, they, no, they keep changing what's good, what isn't. Tomatoes no, aren't good everything, to eat is. Yeah, it all depends. It's lycopenes. It depends on your health. There's also ways, that's another thing we will bring forward, there's ways to actually adjust the energy in tomatoes or to eat things and change it so you don't get sick through biogeometry. There are easy, it's like muscle testing, but instead of just knowing if this is going to be good for you or not, we can change the character of the product, of the the quality of the food. And this is something I'm I'm working with groups around the country to bring forward as well. now, are so, these things uh, on your website? Are these articles that we could read? Because um, people mean, need to wrap their yeah, heads I'm around a, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually just putting out a, 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 a health blog. I've got six articles coming out in the next few weeks. If people uh, want, they could just email me. Uh, it's on the, uh, that one sheet or on your site at Jim Graypick at Gmail for example, or the Pavilion website, and I will put them on the mailing list and can point them towards resources. I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, I think what we need to do is, because talking about it is too abstract, but actually give yeah, them, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. some things I, that they I'm, can look, do. As a, as mm-hmm. a, yeah, as a, journal, as a journalist and a producer, um, I've been, over the years, and, and, and what's happened, I've been so blown away by the advances I've seen from uh, doctors and researchers, uh, scientists, physicists. And then I, I kind of come back to my studio and I wonder, like, the next week or the next year, how come these things haven't made it to the market? Why doesn't my doctor know about this? And finally, that was actually a big part of the impetus for the pavilion because uh, the government, you know, or, or, or the globalists or the government or whoever you want to put out there, Nobody is not... Is. 
le- you know, letting these things come forward, really. So I thought, look, they're out Wait. there. Why don't we just do it from a grassroots level so we all have access to these new sciences, new technologies, new understandings, and live better? I mean, to me, the point of being here, it's a beautiful planet. There's, the trees, are, the animals, our plants, our pets are great. I mean, why should we be walking around in fear or feeling like, oh, my God, I can't you know, pay my rent next month or whatever it is? And we have all the tools to take care of that. So we really can start focusing on, on being happy and being healthy and, and supporting each other. Well, somebody's got to control the narrative. And, and so let's look at that. That's kind of conspiracy stuff. But somebody's got to control the narrative. Right now, if I just go walking around the streets and stuff, I think they're opening it up Monday. But before, see, now on Monday, it's illegal for me to go out and just, you know, hang out and do nothing. I have to have wow. a purpose why I'm in town. Uh, it's a wow. $5,000 fine for a year in jail. So, okay, oh so I go, fine. See, I don't, I don't see any of that as a negative. I just go, whatever. You know, whatever. Because I'm totally fine being in my house. I mean, I'm, I'm always happy wherever I am because wherever I am, there I am, right? So I, I love myself, and I just make the best out of anything, right? So whatever. Um, so they're going to open it up. Uh, and there's all these stories about if this happens, that happens, that happens, that happens. Now, the, the human psyche believes it. This is what happens when you go to the doctor. You might go for something else. They say, well, you've got cancer. And then you say, they say, well, you've got six months to live. There, there's something about the subconscious that the psyche. Yeah, and six months they die. Grabs sure. onto it and they die. Right. So we've got this well, narrative out there. They've got the narrative. They, they want us, uh, they want to vaccine us all. They want to control our, our transportation, everything. And, and we've known about this in the, in the UFO field for yeah, you know, 20, 30 yeah. years. We've known about this. Yeah, many, so here we yeah. are. We're in, we're in the new world order. It's coming about. Um, and it's I not going to come I about. Gonna say about it. Uh, well, well let me. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. that's what the, TJ was saying. What's going to happen in this post-COVID world? Because every time they want to uh, lock us down now, they they have. I don't know. And I just to be do a disclaimer. I really respect uh, and love everybody. If you've lost somebody, I am so sorry for your pain. I feel your pain. I'm a psychic. I actually feel yeah. pain. I felt I was in a coma yeah, before nine one one for three days before nine one. I woke up and literally I woke up, came downstairs after a three day kind of coma, and the twin towers it was falling, and I went oh shit. And I knew that was going to happen before it happened, and so I'm very psychic. So I feel there's a lot of death, real death going on right now. It's not just story. Can we ask so Jim where he was? Stuff happened. Stuff happened. Can we yeah, ask Jim where he was? I want to stop important. I want to stay on this, this narrative because it's really important. We'll go back to that, but I, I don't want to. Uh, oh, I'm getting feedback. Uh, you've got you've got your mic no, up too high, TJ. Yeah, you got feedback. Okay, turn your mic down. Okay, so um, so we're we're aware of the narrative. We are aware of the agenda. Yeah, sure. I did the last interview with George Green. Well, let me, I'll like, no com. What do you what do you okay, think? Okay, Go ahead. Okay. Um, Here's what I think, and here's what I know, actually. Uh, but before I, before I get to what I know about the narrative and why it's not going to happen for me is because all has to do with the nature of consciousness. But before, before I touch on that, I just want to say to anybody out there 
There are cures that have been suppressed for COVID for all of these diseases. In fact, it's easy. Things like ozone. And you could check if you, you know, don't go to your hospital. Don't go to your normal doctor. But functional medicine people, uh, acupuncture, uh, other types of doctors or health practitioners, uh, some osteopaths are familiar with this, chiropractors, where you can use ozone. You can use uh, IV vitamin C therapy. They've proven it works in hospitals in Sweden, and they're, they're denying it because, again, it's not patentable. It doesn't make money. They want to put a vaccine out, okay? And if you're not going to – anyway, mm-hmm. so you've got those two, you, that chloroquine, which the president originally talked about. I've talked to a number of doctors who've had great results with that. Now, it's not for everybody. If you're in your later stages of illness, no, it doesn't work. But if it's fairly early, it works just fine. So there's plenty out there that, so there's no reason to be scared of anything or any disease for that matter. I mean, Ebola was a big thing. I was really surprised when a, a, uh, uh, an associate of mine, um, uh, who uh, I filmed, had dinner with Dr. Harry van der Zee. He's actually from the Netherlands. Um, he has taken homeopathy. He has a, a nonprofit called AMA. I don't st- uh, AMMA, I think. I forgot what it stands for. But basically, they're in Africa curing people of AIDS and malaria and using homeopathy, which cost pennies a dose, using homeopathy to inoculate uh, uh, kids so they don't get malaria. There's no vaccine for, for malaria right now. I think they're still testing it or something. And this, mm-hmm. is, this is no basically no side effects. It educates your immune system. It's brilliant. It's inexpensive. And from Ebola, uh, AIDS, malaria, I mean, it's working. They're using it in Africa for thousands of people. So all of this is out there. You just need to do a little digging or contact, you know, somebody you know that's in the alternative, which isn't really alternative, maybe natural or traditional medicine community. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so what was the okay, next? Okay, so what do you... Yes. Yeah. The narrative. So let me the just uh, say something quickly. Because huh? mm-hmm. I've, I've been in this, you know, this belief structure for many, many years. But a couple of years ago, my cat bit me, severed my, uh, what do you call it, the tendons in the finger. I was, I tried to self-treat it. I woke up the next morning. I had the infection going up my arm. My husband said, we yep. got to get you to emergency. So the next thing I know... I, I don't believe any of this stuff, but all of a sudden I'm in the hospital with an intravenous for 10 days with antibiotics. Wow. And I went, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. But I, I, cause I have my belief, and I thought I could take care of it, but it's like, uh-uh, I'm dying. If I don't do this, so, I mean, what do we do? We, we can do a, There's going to be some kind of change within our being so we're not in these emergency situations in the medical system. And, you know, I probably probably saved my life because I hadn't done that. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I was sick as a dog well, after okay. that. After 10 days of uh, antibiotics, I was sick as a dog for three months. Yeah. Yeah. So, Janet, the, the, the purpose, Western medicine, I don't know how familiar you or your audience is in its origins, but basically it was really developed or, or given an organizational structure by John D. Rockefeller. 
John D. Rockefeller was the president or owner of uh, Standard Oil of Exxon, Exxon, Standard Oil of New Jersey, which was Exxon. Mm-hmm. So he was in the petroleum business. A lot of people aren't aware of this, but most drugs are made from petroleum. So that was a really smart thing he did because he's not just selling oil for you know cars and heating. Now he's selling, he's got petroleum going into the whole medical system. And he right. hired somebody, wow. Abraham Flexner, to come up with a report, basically showed it to Congress and said, look, all of this other stuff, excuse me, this Chinese medicine okay. and homeopathy and all this is, is all nonsense. We need, right. this, is the era, this is the era of science, and we can prove this with science. These drugs work, drugs and surgery, whatever it might be. And over the next you know, 20, 30 years, they basically pushed everyone else out of the uh, healthcare business. So right. we got a one-size-fits-all model. Um, unfortunately, it's not, it was also originally developed as what they call battlefield medicine. So it was really, it's for acute care and emergencies. And our medical system is the best in the world for that. And I'm sure here in, in the United States, it's probably better than anywhere. If you're in a car crash, something happens, you get bitten by your cat like that. We have the facilities to keep you alive and get you back on your feet. But it's not designed, it was never designed for health. It's just designed to take care of you when you're in bad shape. So all of the things they suggest, well, actually, they don't suggest anything. Like as a practitioner myself, you know, similar to acupuncture and Ayurvedic medicine, homeopathy, it's all these, the, the, the phrase is called energetic medicine. So it's the energy field, as Einstein said and Bruce Lipton, that is controlling the matter. The chemical reactions in our body are controlled by our energy field, by energy flow through the meridians, through the chakras, through the, uh, the fascia of the uh, body. Tesla, and I think, I think it was Tesla and a couple of others, have shown that our different organs serve different electrical functions. I mean, it's, it's fascinating, and I wish there was more on this. Like we have in our bodies diodes, semiconductors, liquid crystals. I mean, it's, it, it's like we're a machine, but it's an organic machine. And uh-huh. that is not how medicine treats us. Though you can go get an ECG or an EKG. They know this energy is there because they measure it to check your heart or your brain or look at that. But these other modalities, natural medicine, really checks your energy flow. And what happens is if you have stress somewhere, stress could be from emotions, it could be from your food, it can be from your boss, Um, I mean, a lot of things, environmental stress, stress will affect the energy flow. So that's why these older traditional modalities are there to correct the energy flow so you don't get sick. You don't have symptoms expressing themselves. And, well, um, let me let me ask yeah. you to support you on that because we started with the Anunnaki. That's how we met, right? 
same Anunnaki yeah. basically did 500,000 to millions of years. We don't even know how long, but the story goes that they came here 450,000 years ago, and Enki was one of the original settlers along with en- Enlil and Nimma, right. and they're still alive. Yep. You know, they so they are our yeah. our uh, we we have their same uh, DNA, and I talked to Dr. Aubrey de Grey. He says that right now with right now what he knew now he's traditional medicine or he's traditional research he's from uh, cambridge he said we can live to be a thousand by the time we about he said about half they've allowed the technology out that they've already discovered and this was about 10 years ago he said half of everybody alive would be able to live to be a thousand and by you know a thousand years from now we would basically have right. physical immortality so and the, and the Anunnaki did not get diseases did not die so this was genetically altered within homo sapiens and homo sapiens sapiens so that we would be susceptible yeah. and have shortened life expectancies but yep. we, it's just like sure. a computer on off on off so we have this capability so what you're saying is absolutely true so i want to invite you since you're a filmmaker, to make a series of educational shows. But I wonder if you were to make this and outline it, just like this conversation, history, Tesla, you know, do a series of 30 minutes or to an hour. Don't make it too long. People don't have that attention span. Would would the powers of the government allow that to go out there? Yeah, they would. would. Well, here's – yeah, yeah, yeah. And if yes, well, that's the, what the whole pavilion is about. And I've got a gal I'm working with in uh, Washington State, who has the the one hub she calls it Science Museum, basically. And it's part of the pavilion where you walk in and you you everything we're talking about is there, plus the programs, plus Greg Braden's content about some of these things and Bruce Lipton, all of these mm-hmm. great content providers who researchers. You know, uh, Rupert Sheldrake, we're going to bring together in one place and then replicate these around the country. Um, I mean, it's hard to, to close that down. It's like you walk inside. It's, a, you know, it's not going to happen, though, because here's here's what's going to happen. Here's what. Here's how I understand this reality works. Um, uh-huh. and, and it's a good question you brought up. Look at the narrative. Look what's happening with. uh they want to vaccinate everybody and restrict your travel and you need an ID kind of like going back to the old Soviet union, that sort of thing. Um, it's Hitlerian. This is what happened in world war two. Yeah. yeah. Travel anywhere but, in Europe. But we know this is also a, a, what's the word? Uh, a bifurcation point um, where there's a splitting of realities. I mean, you can go back to the law mm-hmm. of one, you know, the raw book and so on. And they say, right. this is it. I mean, this is where this, this crunch is going to be put on you guys and you have to pick a side. Am I, and I don't mean, yeah, I mean, what is my belief system? Is this how I want to live? Do I want to, am I waiting for a vaccine? Is it okay that I become, you know, uh, do I want to have AI in my brain or part of the wheel or whatever? Or do I want to live as a free being? happy, healthy, you know, communicating with nature and, and sharing and all those positive values. Because there's a big difference between the two. I mean, we know there's a lot of corruption. And I think you and I and a lot of people we know would rather live in that new world where, you know, we can hug each other. I don't need a face mask. 
you know, I can see a sm- I can give somebody a smile. They'll see a smile on my face. You know, you can't do that with these face masks on. They're dehumanizing, which is the point. They don't even work, and that's on that document I sent you. There's there's a, a couple of quotes on there, and Dr. Judy Mikovits and others believe they, uh, you know, it it actually can make you sick wearing a face mask all the time. So uh, I recommend against it. Anyway, the whole okay. idea is you recommend when your consciousness, it, but yeah, your consciousness. If you if picture you, a happy ending, Janet, right? Janet, right? But, I think she, uh, she did. Do you have a question or something? I can add to that, Jim, you're because I would. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. I don't see how you're getting your mic feedback. Must be too high. I think your mic is too high or something. I'm on the telephone. It's the same one I've always used. Okay. Is that better? Go ahead. Add to it. Is that better? Okay, let Jim finish. Let Jim finish, and then you add to it. What, what was your final thought there? No, just to Jim. finish on the narrative. The narrative. The whole thing is, is, is to set in your mind the future you want to see. Write it down on paper. I want to see kids playing outside. I want freedom. Not, and we don't want to say, I don't want this. It, just what you want. Don't use the word no. Don't use the word don't, uh, which I just did, but you understand. Uh, stay completely positive. I see a free world. I see these people going to jail. I see these natural remedies coming forward. I see communication and, and other intergalactic groups joining us if that's what you want. Whatever you want, write it down, and that and every day take a few minutes to look at it, get excited about it, feel it, and that is what's going to happen. Now, can you, you might, I'm sorry, I got booted. Yeah. Could you repeat that? Because I think that was like the end of the, the climax of the story, and I got booted. <laughs> can you uh, repeat that for me? 